Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Inshallah, continuing with our series here titled Illuminated, where we're taking a look at the mention of an-nur, light and illumination within the Qur'an, within the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we're going to be looking at Ayah num- uh, surah number 10, Surah Yunus, ayah number 5. So this is from the beginning of Surah Yunus. And up till now, all the examples, we've covered about 11 different verses from the Qur'an, 11 places in the Book of Allah. Wherever we've seen or we've studied the mention of a nur, light, it's always been used as a metaphor. right? It's always been a metaphor for either the Qur'an, guidance from Allah, Faith and Iman, the Prophet wasallam, and so on and so forth. This is the first place where, that we're looking at, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually uses the word nur in more of its linguistic meaning. But it's still very profound what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pointing out to us here. Because ultimately, the point of this light of faith, this illumination of the heart, is to be able to see the world for what it really is. It's so that we can see things as they are, as we should be seeing them, right? Like the famous dua of the Prophet Allahumma arini al-haqqa haqqan, warzuqna tiba'a wa arini al-batila batilan, warzuqni ajtinaba. Right? So the Prophet said, oh Allah, show me the truth as truth, so that, and then grant me the ability to follow it. And allow me to see wrong as wrong, falsehood as falsehood, lies as what they, for what they are which, are, which is lies. So that then grant me the ability to be able to stay away from it and abstain from it. So here, so if the point of this illumination is that we can see things as they are, that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala points out to us here, is that then when you look at the world around you, you will see the meaning and the purpose behind everything. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Then nothing will seem, you'll realize that nothing is in vain. Nothing is without purpose. Nothing is without a point. Right? There's a very beautiful verse in the Qur'an in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and you have to pay very close attention to the wording here because otherwise you can miss the point. وَجَعَلْنَا السَّمَاءَ السَّقَفًا مَحْفُوظًا Which is interesting. Right? To translate, Allah says, we made the sky a ceiling. And then He says, what kind of a ceiling? Mahfuda. A protected ceiling. Meaning the ceiling is protected. Wait a second though. Really, when you first hear it, you're thinking, yeah, we made the sky a protective ceiling. But that's not what Allah said. Allah didn't say, saqafan hafidhan. That this ceiling is protecting you. It said, it's a ceiling over you and it is protected. 
Meaning, even the wording of the Qur'an is reminding you that you look up at the sky and you realize you're under the sky. Well, who is un- the sky under the care of? Who created the sky? And who maintains that sky over you? Right? So that is the objective and the purpose of this faith and this iman so that you can understand, you can see through the surface and you can understand the reality and the purpose behind everything. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse, هُوَ الَّذِي He, Allah is the one, جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً He made the sun a source of radiance and light. And ضِيَاء is used for something that has very strong light. You can't look directly into it. Right? And it pushes light out. وَالْقَمَرَ نُورًا And he made the moon a source of illumination. And the word nur shares a root with the word nar, which means fire. Because the concept of nur is it's the kind of illumination, the kind of light that is more, has more of a glow than a burn to it. It's very comforting, it's very warm, it's very comfortable. You can actually look at it. That's why so much Arabic poetry revolves around staring at the full moon and observing its beauty. So Allah says that He's the one who made the sun this radiant like feature of this world that we live in. And the moon is glowing and illuminated. And then Allah gave the moon different stages. And that's something we're familiar with because that's a part of our conversation every year, right? When is the month of Ramadan starting? When is it ending? When is Eid coming? Right? I understand that there's this whole calculation business, but there's a proper way that it was done for a long time anyways. عَدَدَ السِّنِينَ وَالْحِسَابِ And Allah says, so that you can know, you can keep track of the years, and you can keep track of, you know, things that are going on. And there's profound wisdom in that. And so again, Allah is saying that, okay, He's created this whole system around you, the sun and the moon, and all the cycles of the moon, so that you can then keep track of the days and the weeks and the months and the years. But it's not just for the sake of keeping a calendar. It's not just only to know whose birthday is coming up. But think about it again. Allah is the one who made all of this. So the purpose and the objective behind it is, how do we know when it's time to pray? And what prayer it is? Based on where the sun is. Right? Before the break of dawn, at the break of dawn, we pray Salatul Fajr. Until the sun starts to rise. When the sun passes high noon, the zenith, its highest point, then we pray Dhuhr. When the shade of things hits a certain length, then we pray Asr. When the sun sets, fully has set it, then we um, pray Salatul Maghrib. And when the twilight, the light is gone from the horizon, then we pray Salatul Isha. And similarly, like we just talked about, how do we fast? Well, the month of Ramadan. So we have to keep track of the months. The season of Hajj, so that we can fulfill this great obligation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even paying of our zakat, hawnal al-hawl, right? When a whole year is completed on the assets that we have. So Allah created all these things and the objective and the primary purpose behind all of them is so that we know when our responsibilities and obligations to Allah are. So that we can worship Allah as He has mandated upon us and He deserves from us. مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Allah did not create all of the above except with the truth. Meaning, Allah created 
everything with a purpose and for a purpose. Yufassilul ayat. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala details out His signs. The signs that surround us, that we live amongst. But the only people who really will take this message will understand what the purpose behind all of this is. People who strive to learn. People who strive to know. People who strive to understand and realize the truth. And that's why even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said it generally, the scholars of tafsir, Imam al-Razi, he says, Normally it would mean everybody. But then he says very specifically that this actually is in reference to the people that will try to learn and understand and then will sit and reflect and ponder upon the signs of Allah, the greatness of Allah, the purpose behind everything, the message and everything that they're the ones who will gain the benefit of this and gain perspective from this. إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُنْذِرُ مَنْ يَخْشَاهَا Right, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet you are here to warn those people that actually want to heed that warning. So, you know, there, the, and I'll end and conclude on this, that this is a very, this is a reoccurring message in the Qur'an. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly drawing our attention to the greatness and the majesty of Allah all around us. Right? And there's that very beautiful uh, narration in the book of Tabarani where the Prophet ﷺ, he passed by the Bedouin man and he was making dua in his salah. He was praying, he was making dua to Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ stopped and started to listen to him. And the man was saying, Ya man la tarahul uyun. Oh, the one who eyes cannot perceive in this world. Wala tu khalituhu dhunun. Minds cannot comprehend his majesty. Wala yasifuhul wasifun. People cannot praise him as he deserves to be praised. Wala tu ghayyirul hawadith. Things do not change him. He enacts change. Wala yakshad dawair. He does not fear the passing of time. Time is but a creation of his. يَعْلَمُ مَثَاقِيلَ الْجِبَالِ He knows the weight of the mountains of the world. وَمَكَائِلَ الْبِحَارِ He knows the volume of the oceans of the world. وَعَدَدَ قَطْرِ الْأَمْطَارِ He knows the exact number of drops of rain that fall from the sky. وَعَدَدَ وَرْقِ الْأَشْجَارِ He knows the exact number of leaves on all the trees of the entire world. وَعَدَدَ مَا أَظْلَمَ عَلَيْهِ اللَّيْلِ وَمَا أَشَقَ عَلَيْهِ النَّهَارِ He knows everything that the night may hide in its darkness. And the day illuminates in its light. One sky cannot shield another sky from Allah. One layer of the ground cannot protect something under the ground from Allah. A mountain in its cave cannot hide anything from Allah. The ocean in its depths cannot hide anything from Allah. And then he made dua to Allah. He said, Allahumma ja'al khayra umri akhirahu. Oh Allah, make the best part of my life the best part of my life. Wa khayra amali khawatimahu. Oh Allah, make my best action the last action that I ever do in this life. Wa khayra ayyami yawma alqaqa fihi. And make the best day of my life the day that I come back to meet you. And fawakala ilayhi rajulan. The Prophet ﷺ appointed a man and he said that when he's done, bring him to me. 
So the Bedouin was brought to the Prophet and the Prophet said, Mimman anta ya Arabi, where are you from? And he said, Mim bani Amir ibn Sa'sa. He's from one of the tribes. And the Prophet had been given a gift, and the Prophet gave him the gift. He goes, Here, this is for you. Hadiyah. And then the Prophet asked him, Do you know why I gave you this gift? He said, Lil rahimi baynana. Maybe we're related. And the Prophet said, In lil rahimi haqqun. Relationships have their own right. Walakin. I gave you this gift, it was a very valuable gift. He said, I gave you this gift because of how beautifully you praise Allah. And so the message and the purpose behind it is what we're reading here in the Qur'an. That this iman, this is an illumination of the heart. This gives us the ability to see. And then we have to be able to see the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us iman and perspective and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to practice everything we've said and heard. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Jazakumullah khair.